In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. My guest today is Atlanta United center back Miles Robinson. Robinson was the number two pick in the Super Draft way back in January in Los Angeles. Miles, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It seems like that combine at StubHub Center and that draft were years ago compared to where we are now. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, definitely. It feels like it's been a while back, but it's been a long process. So. What do you remember about that day or the, those days, the combine, yeah. both and the draft? Yeah, it was kind of like a nervous anticipation type of thing. Um, I mean, it's exciting meeting all those new guys like that are going to be in the league. And um, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed it, actually, and I definitely enjoyed draft day. You were projected before the combine to be, I think, a top 10 pick, if not top five. But then your performance at the combine and suddenly everybody started pegging you for possibly number one in competition with Dunlady and, and another guy. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Never mind. Another guy. Um, I mean, did you feel like you were kind of the best player at the combine at the time? Uh, I didn't really think about that. It was more about, you know, just going out and playing and uh, letting those guys talk and let me just play type of thing. There was a play, I think it was on the final day of the combine. Um, you had moved up because it was a free kick. You'd come up from the back and the kick came across and you beat your man to the baseline and headed it back across the goal and your team scored. Um, and I can remember Boca Negra saying to me that he said to you, don't do that anymore. We don't want people seeing you making those kind of plays and picking, picking you before we get a chance to. Uh, but it's that athleticism that Atlanta United really liked as part of your game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's always been a big part of my game, my athleticism and um, trying to, you know, attack and defend set pieces. So. Now, flash forward to the midseason. You know, you've got Parkhurst ahead of you, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez ahead of you, two veterans who are both playing very, very well. I can remember us talking at the midseason about what you were working on to try to get some more playing time. And you said passing, because that's a big part of Martino's system. How do you feel you are technically now compared to both the beginning of the season and the midpoint of the season? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely think I'm improving every day. Um, from the beginning of the season, you know, I think I'm definitely a different player, more, um, I mean, not, not experienced, but uh, more aware about everything going on in this system and, um, and just around the soccer league. And um, I've learned a lot from not only those guys, but the whole team because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just about looking up to the uh, players that play a position, but the whole team, like all of the veterans and um, on our team. And it's definitely been uh, a good experience and I've learned a lot so when you look back on it is it one of those things where you say I can't believe I didn't know that uh, kind, kind of thing yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of something like that or maybe like wow like I never thought of it that way maybe <laughs> um, but 
I mean, it's, every day is a learning experience, and it's just a matter of continuing to learn and don't letting and not letting anything uh, try to like upset me. Type of yeah. I remember also at the midpoint of the season, I was talking to I think it was Park Crystal Perez about you, and they said that they pick on you a little bit. That you just not brought it on yourself. So I was curious how that's been the last half of the season. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's something they, like a lot of guys do on younger players, and you got to respect it. So, and all, all the guys are all funny, so it's it's more laughable. What's the best thing they've done or said to you? What's the funniest thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough. It's too. There's a lot of experiences, but I'm not sure. Are there practical jokes or anything like that? Uh, I mean, I think there's always jokes going around, like mm-hmm. whether it's just new guys or anything. But uh, I mean, all the guys are fun, fun to be around. Right. So it's a good time. Now you've gotten some some experience. You've gotten to go to Charleston and play. You played in the U.S. Open Cup game. Um, so I know that I don't know how I would describe that if I were you. How, how would you describe just the not being able to play? Has that been difficult or? Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's something that you know it happens to a lot of guys, um, a lot of young players. But it's just I think the strong you know prevails. So if I just keep focused and. Um, stay confident and try mm-hmm. to not lose any confidence, uh, I think that's the b- most um, important factor about it all. Right, and I, I guess there's some solace also in the fact that both Parker and Perez were nominated by the, by the team for Defender of the Year. I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough yeah. to beat those guys out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but how has this experience been? I mean, you know, everyone had reasonably the high expectations for an expansion team for Atlanta United. Here you are, you're going into Sunday's game against Toronto at Mercedes-Benz. You're in fourth in the East. You can still reach second, or you can drop to fifth, depending upon how the outcomes go. Has this been better than you anticipated? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to anticipate, really, like coming in as a rookie and an expansion team, so it's kind of all up in the air. But it's, it's been great, you know, everything from the, you know, uh, stadium to the training ground to the coaching to, like, just the players in the locker room has been great. And I think it shows how great everything has been around us by, like, how well we've performed in games. And, I mean, we could be second, you know, in the league, which is incredible for an expansion mm-hmm. team. So. I can remember talking to your parents on draft day, um, and they were talking about you have a cousin that lives in Atlanta. He works for Turner or, or TBS or yeah, something like TNT, that. Yeah. And that kind of made them feel a little bit better that you would have some family down here. I was curious if you've gotten to hang out with him much. Have you turned him into a soccer fan, or was he already a soccer fan? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely gotten to hang out with him a good amount of times. You know, he's gone to all the games, or oh, okay. a good amount of the games. And I don't think he was a big soccer fan. Uh, before, but he watched me in college and then he watched me get drafted to where he lives. So he, he's become a really big Atlanta United fan. Have your parents gotten to come down and watch? Uh, yeah, I think they've come down for one game um, and it was in Mercedes-Benz State. Oh, fun. So, yeah, so it was a great game, you know. The atmosphere is incredible. Now, if anybody can talk about the, the volume in a dome, or in this case, going to be it should be open on Sunday, but a dome stadium at you because Syracuse football, mm-hmm. Syracuse basketball mm-hmm. in particular. Just describe that what that sound does to you when you're on the bench or on the field, based upon you know your experience both as a fan at Syracuse and as a player here. Yeah, I mean it just elevates it. I think it um, it kind of makes 
if you're even in the stands, it kind of makes you more together, like cheering it because it's more like a compact sound. And you know, on the field, it just is, I'd say, a lot louder compared to an open stadium. Who's the funniest guy on the team here? Uh, I think there's some, a few funny guys. Kenwin's funny, Jeff is funny, Chris. Jeff is funny? Uh, yeah. Jeff Lorenowitz is funny? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. What makes him funny? Is it the things he says or the things he does? Uh, says, says. Okay, because he strikes us, you know, when he comes out and talks to us, he's a pretty serious dude. <laughs> yeah, no, he's funny. Okay. <laughs> hey, what does Kenwin do that's funny? He just cracks jokes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He seems like he'd be a pretty funny guy. I always enjoy interviewing oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's funny, he's funny. Chris McCann's funny. Chris McCann is funny. Then of course, like Harrison. Harrison. Mm-hmm. All funny guys. All right. Who's the most? Who's the most serious guy that you wouldn't think? I, I have an idea who it might the be. Serious guy. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like every player has their serious moments. Right. But when it comes time, if you're there to relax, play like in the relaxed like area, they'll all goof around. Right. Because Al- Almiron, uh, you know, he smiles all the time, but he strikes me as being a fairly serious dude, both on and off the field. Yeah, I mean, I think it, if it's a relaxed setting, he's always go- goofing around, but when it comes down to, that's pretty much all the guys, when it comes down to business, it's you know, just business. Right. No goofing around. Okay. So I, lo- I love to ask this question to people because the answers are always, I don't know, pretty interesting and, and sometimes can be a little bit emotional. But what was your first soccer memory? Um, yeah, I think maybe because I have an older sister who's three years older than me and she played soccer, you know, when she was really little. So I think my first memory was me not being able to play yet because I was too young, but still kicking around while like she's playing the really youth leagues. This is in Massachusetts? Yeah, back in Boston. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And could you do the things that the Cirque du Soleil guys are out there doing today? Oh, they're doing some crazy things. Yeah, for those, the Cirque du Soleil people, there'll be a video on Atlanta United. They were doing some amazing juggling skills, stuff that I've never seen before on any YouTube video. Yeah, that was something, it was something else, you know, seeing those guys, but it was funny having them out there. Yeah, yeah. Was, what was the coolest thing you saw them do? What was, there was one trick I hadn't seen before. Yeah, there was one thing, he caught it in his jersey, what I saw, but then he flipped it to the backside and then like, popped it up, down his back, up his neck. Like, I have something I've never seen. Can you do that? Oh, no. I've never even tried that, no. I like the one with the ball on his head, Mm -hmm. and he started spinning in a circle, and the ball stayed on his head. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, And last question, the U.S. missing out on the World Cup. Uh, I assume that, you know, trying to fight for a spot at 20, for, for, and not for Russia, but for Qatar, is a goal of yours. Does this not qualifying for Russia impact you at all or impact your hopes of, of making the team eventually? Uh, I don't know if it like impacts me, but um, you know, just as a U.S. soccer fan, as a U.S. soccer player, um, it is disappointing, but it's nothing, it's only like a learning experience. It's, you gotta just bounce back from it. Like any other um, disappointing match type of thing. Who do you think, I mean, there's so many names out there to lead U.S. soccer, but what kind of guy do you think needs to be brought in? A guy with a system or a guy that can take the most talented players? What do you think is the next step for for consistent success for the U.S.? Uh, I mean, it's always hard because uh, I think the U.S. coach only has so much. I'm Ernie Suggs, racing culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. 
And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh,